0: This episode of The Pediatrician Next Door is brought to you by our sponsor, Roadrunner Sports. When it's time for a new pair of running or walking shoes, there's no better place to start than Roadrunner Sports. For the past 40 years, they have specialized in finding your perfect fitting running and walking shoes through a revolutionary in-store fitting process. Stop by one of more than 45 stores across the country or visit roadrunnersports.com Use code NEXTDOOR, N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R, on-site, or mention this offer at your local store and receive 20% off your first order when you become a VIP member. My resident saw this 17-year-old teenage boy for his sports physical last week, and she did the whole entire physical exam, talked to him about his sport, all of that. And as she was leaving the room, he said, oh, let me ask you one thing. Is it normal that my nipples make a little milk? And I was so glad that he felt comfortable with her to actually ask this question. But what was interesting is that he didn't have any enlargement of his chest. He didn't have man boobs, which we call gynecomastia. But he did have galactorrhea, which is when you make milk when you're not supposed to. And we know that this can be from like a little brain tumor, which sounds really bad but it also can be caused by a lot of different drugs and supplements. So she went back, she sat down and she asked him, are you on anything? Are you taking any supplements? And the list of supplements he was taking filled up a page. There were a lot of different things. We weren't surprised. A lot of teen boys are taking supplements. The sports supplement industry is at least $90 billion a year. We know that From studies, 60% of high school athletes take some form of dietary supplement. And they went back and in 2012 did a study and it showed that 35% of boys were using protein supplements and 6% were using steroids. In Wisconsin, they did a study of 37 public high schools and found that 30% of high school football players were using creatine, which I think is the most commonly used supplement. And I'm going to talk about that today. High school athletic programs are more competitive than ever, and students are looking for an edge to get them on the team and to perform better at the top. They want to be recruited by colleges. And it's this vicious cycle. You've got these teenagers who have a combination of too much physical activity and not so nutritious calories, and it leads to students who are tired, and then they look for energy, and they're taking supplements and drinking energy drinks to keep them going. If you haven't heard my episode about how to fuel your young athlete with food and keep them hydrated, go back and listen to episode 33. It's all about sports nutrition. Today, I'm talking about the most used supplements like creatine, amino acids, caffeine, and a few others. I'm going to talk about which ones work, which are garbage, and what's safe. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm the pediatrician next door. I'm that doctor friend you call for practical advice about your kid's health. I mix the science of medicine with the reality of parenting. It's been really interesting to see in the news that testing for performance-enhancing substances has become really common among all sports, but even among high school now. So teenagers are used to thinking about what supplements they can and can't use, and they're interested in nutritional supplements that are marketed because they think that they're safe and they're legal, and they're helpful. So this is a difficult thing for all of us to navigate. I want you to watch out for supplements that say they increase muscle mass. They're more likely to have anabolic additives, which are banned from sports, and they're not good for you long-term, obviously. So watch for that label on things, increasing muscle mass. That's a no-go for me. There was a 2004 study. They looked at 634 supplements from 215 different companies across 13 countries. And the scientists analyzed these and found that 15% of them were contaminated with hormones or pro-hormones. Most of them were anabolic androgenic steroids, and those are all banned. So you don't know what you're taking is the point. These supplements are not regulated, and many of them do have cross-contaminants that are things that you're not supposed to have. Pre workout supplements are especially suspect to me because they do often contain stimulants and they're often advertised to lean you out. So, that's another thing to look at on labels. And if you read the ingredients on these, the supplements often name the plant from which the stimulant is coming from or the chemical name rather than the common name. So, it can be hard for you to tell if a supplement is safe but there's a great website you can check. It's called the Informed Sport website. It's sport.wetestutrust.com and you can enter the name of a supplement and see if it has been tested for all of these contaminants. All right, what is the most commonly used supplement among teenagers? It's creatine. I hear about it all the time. It's the most widely used among all athletes because it's not prohibited. And studies have shown that it can be effective during one particular type of exercise. And that's short duration, high intensity things like weightlifting. And one particular form of creatine, which is phosphocreatine, it provides a source of phosphate that helps synthesize ATP, which you may remember from biology is what powers our muscles. It's the energy inside muscle cells. So supplementing with creatine, it increases the re of phoscreatine in the muscle when you're recovering. So that's why there's a good biologic basis for it. A lot of studies do show that it helps with sports where you like sprint or have a very short duration of using your muscles like heavy weightlifting, but it hasn't shown a lot of benefit in a couple of groups. One in women, it hasn't shown a lot of help. And then in endurance sports. It really hasn't shown any benefit except with maybe road cycling because they have high-intensity bursts when they climb mountains, things like that. There aren't many studies in teenagers, and this is a group of kids that uses creatine a lot. And unfortunately, we don't know a lot about it. We do know it doesn't seem to have a lot of side effects. I mean, I wish it did because then I could tell teenagers not to use it. But there really aren't any studies to back up anything regarding creatine safety or effectiveness. So the American College of Sports Medicine specifically does not recommend creatine for adolescent athletes. The major side effect of creatine is really interesting in that it's weight gain from retaining water. So that actually could be beneficial when you're exercising in really hot, humid conditions because the increased water in your muscles seems to maybe help maintain a cooler body temperature. The other thing I'll say about creatine is that there are a lot of rumors that it affects kidney function. And unfortunately, the studies have shown that is not true. It does nothing to your kidney function, but it is something that sometimes I'll tell teenagers so that they will not use creatine. So yeah, I'm lying to them and you can go ahead and perpetuate that lie with them because it's not proven to be safe and effective and we don't really have a good reason for it, but I don't know. I just need to give them a reason. So tell them it's bad for their kidneys, but don't let them look it up. One other supplement you may see are branched chain amino acids. So these are things like leucine, valine, and isoleucine. They are individual amino acids and they claim to reduce fatigue, improve endurance, and provide fuel for the muscles. There, again, is no evidence that they work, especially when you compare it to eating actual meat, which contains amino acids. And meat is less expensive. And here's the fun fact to share with your teenagers. A chicken breast contains the equivalent of seven amino acid tablets. So just go eat a chicken breast. Here's one you may or may not have heard of, and that's arginine. You may have seen this on supplements. It claims to improve immune function and increase the release of growth hormone. Again, there is no evidence that it improves performance. No good studies. And what's really interesting is that the truth behind this one is that if you work out for 60 minutes of moderate physical activity, you're going to release more growth hormone than any amount of arginine you can take. How about glutathione? Have you heard of this one? Gastric enzymes need to break it down. So you really can't, Take glutathione by mouth and expect to absorb it. You need to either put it on your skin, so transdermally, or you need to nebulize it so that it goes in through your lungs. Some manufacturers do put it in like a liposome so that it gets absorbed later in your gut, but I don't actually think that works either. Here, the research suggests it's better to get natural glutathione. It does help with your muscles, but it's better to get it from your food like garlic, broccoli, asparagus, avocado, and spinach. All right. I can't wait to share this one. The last supplement I want to share is colostrum. I think this is disgusting. It's my new favorite though. I didn't know about it until a patient asked me a few weeks ago if they could give it to their baby. And I was like, please don't do that. But it's from lactating cows and they make the basically breast milk of a cow into a powder. There is absolutely no evidence that this has any effect on performance. I I. I think it's creepy. So I I don't know, call me, tell me what your experience is with colostrum, go ahead and defend it. But ugh. This episode of The Pediatrician Next Door is made possible by our sponsor, Roadrunner Sports. Got foot pain or aching joints? Need more comfortable shoes to wear all day and don't know where to get expert advice on the best pair of running or walking shoes? Roadrunner Sports has you covered. Stop by one of Roadrunner Sports 48 stores across the country and experience the perfect fit zone, a revolutionary fitting process that takes personalized shoe comfort to a whole new level. The experts at Roadrunner Sports learn about your running, walking, or fitness habits. Dig into any aches, pains, or injuries to help guide your shopping experience. They even scan your foot in 3D to find the perfect size to analyze your arches for any imbalances. With all the top fitness brands, such as Brooks, Hoka, On, Asics, Saucony, Nike, and more, this truly feels like running shoe heaven. Not close to one of their stores, the Virtual Fit Finder will simplify your shoe buying journey online and help find perfect fitting shoes just for you. The best part? Their VIP Family Program will ensure you receive savings and rewards cash on every order. You even get 90 days to test run your shoes to be sure they are perfect for you. Stop by Roadrunnersports.com today to learn more about the fitting experience and find your local store. Use code NEXTDOOR, N-E-X-T-D-O-O-R on site or mention this offer at your local store and receive 20% off your first order when you become a VIP member. Find your best fit ever at Roadrunner Sports today. All right, let's talk about antioxidants. These are thought to reduce muscle damage, but studies have not shown a huge benefit. And it may even show that long-term use of antioxidants can actually impair the natural adaptations that an athlete's body makes in order to have optimal performance. So you really don't need to take any supplemental antioxidants. They are naturally occurring in food. And so I'm going to talk about that at the end. But let me just mention one, and that's nitrates. So nitrates are found in all vegetables. And about a quarter of the nitrate that you eat is converted into nitrites by bacteria in your mouth, and also somewhat in the stomach acid environment. But bacteria in the mouth are really important to this natural process. So what's really interesting is that if you're taking nitrates, you want to not take antibacterial mouthwash or antibacterial chewing gums because it can counteract that. Nevertheless, nitrates have been shown to have no benefit and they actually can be toxic. So this is an ingredient you want to look for that you want to avoid. But here's one that you're going to love. This is my favorite antioxidant. This is something, a drink that I highly recommend to all athletes, and I've heard sports medicine doctors recommend as well, and it is tart cherry juice. There's great evidence that tart cherries specifically produce beneficial anti-inflammatory and antioxidant effects and can reduce muscle soreness. So this is a great one. Tart cherry juice also contains some melatonin, so it may help with sleep as well. So this is something that you can take within 30 minutes of finishing an intense training session and can actually reduce muscle soreness. There aren't a ton of studies of tart cherry juice being used by athletes, but the preliminary ones do show really encouraging results. So for example, there was a small study of 20 marathon runners and those runners that took the tart cherry juice rather than the placebo, they took it for five days before their big race and then for two days afterwards. The ones who drank the cherry juice had faster recovery and reduced levels of inflammatory markers when they tested their blood. Then there was another small study of 16 cyclists, and they also showed improved performance and enhanced muscle oxygenation when they drank tart cherry juice. So this is your go-to antioxidant, and I wanna note, it is a real food. All right, moving away from antioxidants, I wanna talk about caffeine. The only reason I really want to talk about caffeine is that it's interesting because it was prohibited from use as a supplement from 1980 to 2003, and it does seem to have performance benefits. So caffeine is thought to improve reaction time and delay fatigue, and in one study they showed this in Taekwondo competition, and it's also been shown in a tennis study. It doesn't seem to matter which form you drink it in. You can be coffee, tea, or cola, although I do not recommend soda. I'm super anti-soda because of all the sugar in it. But you do want to avoid caffeine tablets. The dose of caffeine is way too high in these supplements. We don't know how caffeine works. And the other thing about caffeine that's really challenging is that Individual people respond very differently to caffeine. It's probably due to a gene variation that affects their metabolism. So some people get anxious or nervous on it and they should avoid caffeine. One more really interesting thing that I can't believe I never knew about caffeine is that oral contraceptives or birth control pills can make it take twice as long for caffeine to break down in someone's body due to the caffeine effects on the liver. So just kind of a fun fact. Caffeine in general, it seems to be safe Tell your kids not to take it in a supplement, but they can drink a little coffee or tea. I generally say this is for like over age 14, maybe over age 16, because young kids really do not need caffeine. Energy drinks, on the other hand, I am absolutely against. There are a ton of drinks that are marketed as energy drinks that have a ton of stimulants in them. And the amount of caffeine is just astronomical in these. They're really just not good for you. But the other thing about energy drinks is that they have a ton of sugar in them. And that extra sugar can cause nausea, bloating, and diarrhea. Plus the caffeine acts as a diuretic. So if you're taking a ton of caffeine, you're going to pee a ton and that is going to work against your hydration status. In studies, the only benefits of energy drinks were found to be exclusively due to the small benefit of caffeine. And the rest of the stuff in those energy drinks is pure garbage. So what I would recommend is if your kid really wants some caffeine, I'd probably go for green tea without sugar or maybe like a green tea latte. That'd be fine too. All right, drum roll please, because I'm excited to share my number one recommended sports drink. I know I love tart cherry juice. I'm okay with caffeine, but here it is. The ultimate after-workout drink is chocolate milk. It is the perfect combination of carbohydrate and protein. It's got a four to one ratio of carbohydrate to protein, which is ideal. And it has fluid in it, obviously it has water in it. And it also has things like sodium, which you need as well. You wanna drink chocolate milk immediately after working out and then you can have a little bit more two hours after exercise. That appears to be optimal for recovery. There are tons and tons of great research studies that do show good effects on recovery from chocolate milk. When you're trying to figure out what to give your child or encourage your kids to drink or eat after sports, here's your guiding principle. Young athletes, they need simple, healthy foods that give a balance of calories, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. They need these for their normal growth and to have plenty of energy for their sport. Most young athletes, they need three well-balanced meals a day with snacks in between. So remember my every three hours feed them rule. And those snacks should emphasize a variety of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean proteins. And it's very important to stay hydrated by drinking mostly water. I know you want to get packaged bars and drinks because it's so much easier and more convenient for your busy athletes. But for those younger kids, the ones who practice like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, they do not need these packaged foods. They do not need protein bars. For the busy teenage athletes and they're doing like two hour workouts, the package bars are probably more convenient and they can handle the calories. But young kids need to have an understanding of how to feed their bodies through their lifetime. And this is your opportunity when you can control what they eat to give them whole foods, give them a piece of fruit, give them things that you know what the ingredients are. When you look at an apple and you say, what's the ingredient? It's an apple. When you look at a protein bar, you can't even read half the ingredients. Even the ones that you think are simple and are whole foods, they're still overprocessed. Try not to make a habit out of providing these packaged foods. I know you can't avoid them in your teenagers because they can go buy whatever they want. Packaged foods, like I said, are overprocessed. And every day I'm seeing new studies that come out that show that processed foods aren't healthy. There was one study that was really compelling that I saw that compared just plain old oatmeal to another oat product that had the exact same ingredients, but the oats were processed, like physically ground up more. And the processed ones, the ones that were blended longer, they had terrible effects on blood sugar. So even just that simple amount of processing. And that's why I see these protein bars. Yeah, they have good ingredients, but they're still over-processed. That's why I want to focus on encouraging your kids to eat whole food, like melon. That's just processed by being sliced. We don't need things that are made into fruit strips. It's crucial that you read labels. And now you know what to look for. Any supplements are going to list whatever's in them. However, some of them will say they have a proprietary blend and that's how they can hide their ingredients. They don't have to tell you what's in there if it's in a very small amount. You can check some of those third-party testing organizations to see if they've tested a supplement, and you only want to buy supplements that are third-party tested. Which dietary supplement is increasing the most in use among kids and teens? I know you know that creatine is the most used substance, but which dietary supplement is increasing the most in use among kids and teens? It's energy drinks. We talked a little bit about them before. They're super sketchy. In fact, the United States Anti-Doping Agency has recommended that we call them stimulant drinks rather than energy drinks. There are many health problems that are associated with these energy drinks, including heart problems and stomach problems. In fact, there was a study of 44 medical students, so presumably they're very healthy. They were all in their 20s, non-smokers, and they tested these kids, well, med students, sorry, I call them kids. They gave them 24 ounces of an energy drink and then they used an ultrasound to measure the function of their blood vessels. They looked at the diameter of their blood vessels and it was markedly reduced after taking the energy drink. That's a bad thing in medicine. It also showed that they had impaired function of the vessels. It's just not a good idea to drink these energy drinks that are filled with all kinds of different substances and about four times as much caffeine as is good for you. There's my quick summary of what I think parents need to know about the supplement industry and what your kids might be using. It's vast, and I certainly didn't cover everything. There are a lot of products out there. Some supplements are beneficial, and that's good for you as a parent to know too, so you can keep an open mind when you talk to your child. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know enough to guide your kids. You need to know a little bit more than they do, or at least sound like you do. And maybe the best thing you can do is just show interest. Ask your student athlete, What athletes at their school are using. Your student probably has questions about these substances too and they'd appreciate you researching them together. Now you know just enough to say words like creatine and branch-chained amino acids and talk up chocolate milk. Let me know what you learn about supplement use among student athletes. Send me a message. You can find me on Instagram. I'm the pediatrician next door. For more from The Pediatrician Next Door, find me on the web at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com. If you've got a question about the weird things kids do, send an email to hello at pediatriciannextdoorpodcast.com for a chance to hear your voice on the show. I'm Dr. Wendy Hunter, and I'm The Pediatrician Next Door. This show is produced by Red Rock Music. Make sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever it is you're listening. I'll be back next time with more.